0: Hey guys, how are we getting on? Welcome back to the JCC podcast for episode number 20. We've finally broken through the teens into the 20s and run a bit of a roll here with two episodes back to back. So hopefully you guys have had a fantastic week and a really, really nice weekend um, since we last spoke. And this episode is going to be about transitioning from a, a reverse diet or transitioning from a diet phase into um, a gaining phase through the, the thought process of reverse dieting and just before we jump in there can we define all those so a dieting phase is going to be um, with the outlook or the, or the main goal of dropping body fat um, and then a reverse diet is the process of, of kind of flipping a diet on its head and slowly incrementally building calories up into a gaining phase where the, the sole purpose of is to gain as much muscle tissue and strength as we possibly can so um, setting up a diet or a gaining phase, we have to sit down and evaluate first. First of all, we need to uh, think of two questions. So first of all, we look at where are we actually coming from? Have we been trying to gain for months and months and months and just haven't had any luck with it? Um, have we just started a gaining phase for a couple of weeks? Have we been dieting for um, a couple of weeks and we're almost into a gaining phase now? Or have we been dieting for weeks and weeks and weeks? But then also we have to look at where, where we are currently regarding are we actually ready to enter the gaining phase? And that's mainly the one will come to mind will be physically. So are we lean enough? Are we responsive enough? Are we in the right position right now to enter the gaining phase Get and give ourselves longevity in that gaining phase? But also psychologically as well. And we, we talk about the um, having everything lined up and we can see that psychological of, of high, high stress load um, if our sleep and stress and recovery is, is, is so poor, it's only going to get in the way of, of us being really, really accurate here. And something that I've learned so much now um, over the last number of months with AJ and is about how accurate we need to be. And we're going to talk about this along the process. And if we're not in the right place psychologically, maybe if anyone's listening to this and they have a couple of kids and they have to work two jobs at the moment and things like that, which is very, very common and natural that maybe isn't the right position to be trying to enter in an aggressive dieting or an aggressive gaining phase. So we need to make sure that we're in the right place physically and mentally or psychologically, as I said. The reason why I wanted to make this podcast really as well, um, and just kind of flipped a switch in my head there, was I wish I had heard or listened to this podcast years ago because um, the way I always thought about reverse dieting is nothing to what I think about it right now. And working with AJ really closely over the last number of months has really been an eye-opener for me as to how to execute these with precision. So what we're going to talk about is me as an example here. And I think that's a nice way to use it or to give us a bit of visuals or to uh, paint a picture in our head is how I'd phrase it. So how, where I was coming from was a six-week dieting phase where I'd gone from uh, 84 kilos flat to 79, 79 79.1, even a little bit lower than that kilo. So I'd pulled five kilos off myself. I was very, very lean at that state. So I was was happy with my composition. So I was in the right place to enter a gaining phase physically. And I was in a good place regarding stress. was low, recovery was extremely high. My sleep and and, uh, my overall mindset was in a really good place. So I was ready to rock there. I was very responsive I was lean, my utilization of food was very, very high, my appetite was definitely there um, and we were ready to go. So the tail end of my dieting phase, to give you a bit of context with numbers, is going to be carbohydrates, are on, a, on a training day was 2125 calories, which is low for me, 225 carbs, 45 fat and 205 grams of protein. On a non-training day it was 2070 calories um, 180 grams of carbs 60 fat and 205 grams of protein so it was low food for me and I usually don't have to go down that low but I think AJ really wanted to be a little more aggressive in his push to try and get me into the position earlier because we'll talk about and um, when we're dieting this is not productive for a gaining phase so we wanted to try get that phase over and done with ASAP so we could transition into this gaining phase my output at that time were one minimum cardio a week up to two times a week depending on my recovery and that was auto-regulated for me so in the week if I felt I had it in me I would go for it usually I would always have it in me as my recovery was in a really really good place. Step counts were my my targets were 10 to 12 and a half thousand steps um, on a non-training or on a training and non-training day respectively however that could go up to 20,000 steps on days where maybe I played golf or something like this so Step counts is one for me that as long as the kind of the weekly averages are on the money, we're going to be in a good place there. So where do we go straight from there? And at that low food intake, when hunger is quite high. We're responsive. We're ready to go. What is the immediate thought to do? Is to add food in straight away. Do you know deficits are not productive for gaining muscle. They're counterproductive. Any if anything. So what we need to do is to try and drive ourselves away from that deficit. The main target here is to try and get our health markers back into a better place, get our energy, get our training performance back to a better place. And how we do that is through energy. And What is energy at the end of the day? Calories. So we need to try and make sure that calories are in a good place, away from that diet, dieting phase to make sure that we get out of there. So we don't move from this position, 100 calories, 50 calories, 75 calories at a time that doesn't take you out of a diet. That just takes you into maybe a little bit less aggressive of a diet. So, what we did here. Um, and that, you know what? To be completely open with you guys, that's probably what I would have done um, a couple of years ago. Um, it's really slowly. When I hear the term reverse diet, it would have been really, really slow at my reverse out. But what we did here and what AJ did was to move us 400 calories up straight away on a training and non-training day. And this this makes a lot more sense now that I've been through it um, as to where we want to try and bring ourselves out of to make sure that we feel, feel much better, energy is better, stress is lower, and um, our training performance being the main one is back to where it needs to be. So that's 100 grams of carbs on a training and non-training day. So that moved us to within one week of moving to 2000, um, 2,567 uh, calories, 336 carbs, 48 fat and 216 grams of protein. That then moved us to 271 grams of carbs, 82, uh, 82 fat, and 205 grams of protein, which is 2428 calories. That's a non-training day. I will actually rephrase that again. It was 2667 calories on a training day and 2428 calories on a non-training day. And then what happened? So looking back at my, my numbers here, and I have the spreadsheet up that I'm actually looking at, as soon as we added that food in, we actually saw a drop in scale weight. It's hilarious that that actually happens. And we we almost say after, why did we do that earlier? I actually dropped from in the day I started that, um, that change. I was at eighty seventy eight point seven, and then four or six days later, then I was seventy eight point one. So six days after we had added in four hundred calories, I'd actually dropped scale weight. And then we say, what what actually happened here? Like, why was that? The case, and the reason for that is because our utilization of food is just so, so high at that stage. It's like um, if you starve a plant of water uh, for, or even a person of water for days and weeks and weeks, and when you give that person water, it, the utilization of that water is gonna, or the plant even, is so high. And the same thing is exactly with calories here. Our body had been craving that food for so long that it drove straight into the muscle tissue, intramuscular glycogen, immediate fullness and physique look so much better at that stage, rather than looking flat. But with those calories just went straight through me and dropped scale weight, which is hilarious. The other thing is is that our output then, our training performance is of course gonna go up then with our intramuscular glycogen, with our energy, calories are energy at the end of the day, my training performance went up, which means I was burning more calories in the session. So it is fairly common for us to get out of a reverse diet add a good chunk of food in and we still see a drop in scale weight. So with that then, we held that those numbers at uh, for three weeks, three and a half weeks at that stage. And this is a really important part of this conversation or this podcast that we're going to talk about. And at that stage, I was still starving. Like I could have eaten an extra thousand calories on top of that, at least 700 calories. But we knew that we must be really, really patient here. And this is, again, something that I've massively learned Um, in this reverse diet this time around here and this is exactly the conversation that I posted up a photo of um, Ross who had done an amazing uh, dieting phase and transitioning into a reverse diet into gaining phase and both of us are pretty much on par as how long we've been doing it for with each other one of my clients so um, this is where this is what I was telling was was most people get this part wrong and I used to get it wrong back in the day as well so I put my hands up And this is mainly the reason why I wanted to to share this with you. Most people think that we've done the hard work now. It's it's now time to eat. We've dieted for so long. It's now time to eat everything in sight. Well, that is absolutely not the case here. It's actually probably even the the time where we need to be even more accurate and more patient with. You're able to drive a lot of muscle tissue onto your frame at this stage. But you're also able to drive a lot of body fat onto your frame. So you have to be patient. You have to be accurate. You can't just let the foot off the pedal. You have to leave emotions behind and remain really, really, really resilient here. I was still starving. I could have eaten so many more English muffins, bagels, whatever it was, but I didn't let my mind or body dictate my food intake. And now, with that said, I I wasn't able to call the shots here. AJ called all the shots for that. I, myself, if I had been going through this alone, I would have been giving myself more food. I would have given in. I would have given myself more food here without doubt, 100%. And then this is another reason why we, we need coaches overseeing us because it pulls the emotion away from our decision-making and it just, just takes the decision-making out of our control. And I would have given in to my emotions there and and coaching uh, and my thoughts or my, my process from coaching, but now I really understand um, that it's all about taking our time and not giving into the emotions. And again, this is the, this point alone is the main reason why I wanted to make this, this podcast. I wanted to help you guys out if any of you are going through this gaining phase at the moment or you just transitioned into one and are in this position to just bide your time here and to, to not eat absolutely everything in sight that we do want to want to do at time to time. That, that's only natural. We've been dieting for so long. We find that's maybe a little bit diff, more difficult. But as soon as you stop dieting, we need to get ourselves hundred percent back on back on track dieting is hard like i just said but reverse dieting is even sometimes harder to control ourselves, and this is a really really important part for us to note when we're coming into out of a diet we feel um we just take the foot off the pedal here we think that we're done we've done all the hard work now and let's just eat absolutely everything that's definitely not the case when you're dieting you get used to being a little bit of a little bit hungry always but the psychological shift more than anything when you feel okay i'm done more food equals more muscle here let's just eat everything inside like i said that can't happen we have to remain resilient we have to remain focused we have to keep our accuracy so three weeks down post that and looking back on scale weights here absolutely zero change in scale weight if anything even a little bit more of a drop on averages across the week so four weeks, uh, four weeks in, I think it was um, all in, no gaining scale weight. And it just goes to show, although my physique looked much, much better for, for me, in my opinion anyway, and, and the AJ's, um, that we looked so much fuller, our training performance was much better, but no gain in scale weight. So four weeks post-diet, we moved food up another little bit there, 37 grams of carbs on a training day and 25 grams on a non-training day. So current food at the moment, is at 2810 calories on a training day, 362 grams of carbs, 50 grams of fat, 210 protein. Non-training day is gonna be 2560 calories, 275 carbs, 84 fat, and 210 grams of protein. At the moment, I'm feeling full, I'm feeling amazing, Train performance is building each week, and the scales are staying put. Even, even today, I had a, had a drop in scale weight over the last uh, compared to the last few days and it does go up a little bit and down and and this is probably the main thing that i've taken from aj from this is that um he's allowed me to not get completely attached to scales Do you know it, it's it's such an important variable it's great 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 objective feedback but we all need to remember that myself and aj are physique coaches we're not scale weight coaches here we cannot make Base or changes just solely based on the scales. So that would be very, very silly of us. We have to make changes of body composition. That be, should be our main driver for, for any changes that need to be made here. And until this moment, or until we make another change, I'm assured that we will not be making any changes until we absolutely need to here. So um, we need to make sure photos are really good quality reliable good lighting we need to monitor them extremely closely and this is all for you guys to be doing by the way and um, and the other point that um, I hope you guys can take from this um, is to be very very accurate post-dieting this is the most accurate I've ever been post-dieting and, and it, it's telling on my in my opinion anyway it's very very telling on my physique I feel this is the best shape I've ever been in in my life you cannot um take your foot off the pedal. We need to take our time though and be patient. It's it's relentless accuracy needed all year round. It's not just to diet down for two weeks to go on a holiday in Spain or anywhere and get a few photos with our top off and we can see a six pack and stuff and then we lose it for the rest of the year. Great physiques require great effort and it's consistent relentless accuracy that gives you that physique. So with that said, guys, I hope you guys take a lot of value from this. And just to kind of summarize the ma- main parts of this is to run a lot of your decision making on, on physique, on our body composition, on photos. That's going to be so, so important. The second one is to get yourself out of a dieting phase straight away. So it's not a 50, calories here and there. Get yourself out of there. Improve health markers, improve energy, improve training performance, sleep and stress management will take care of itself then. After we've done that, it's all about taking our time and not giving in to hunger signaling. Yes, it's an important one to to keep and I ask all clients to um, let me know what their appetite was for the week. It's a very, very important marker for me and it should be for you guys as well to keep keep in mind but post-dieting, your emotions will want to get in the way but you need to be resilient, you need to be focused enough and you need to have someone in your corner to be able to to make those objective decisions for you that are only going to move your physique in the right direction and not just accumulate unnecessary body fat for no reason so with that said guys if you do need help at all with your gaining phases or reverse diets or fat loss phases uh, in general for that matter please do drop me a message on on instagram and um, shoot me an email at, at josh at josh um, or simply just fill out an application on the first link of my bio on my instagram So with that said, again, I hope you guys really, really found a lot of value from this. Hopefully you guys can take something from this. Please, please keep sharing the podcast. I really, really do appreciate it. And I, I look forward to working with any of you at any stage of your lifting careers. And I'm looking forward to catching you all in the next one.